Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest, the love coach, Bruce Starr, is a relationship coach who has been on a 48-year study of life having many of the top experts on love and relationships as his teachers and mentors. He is an internationally known professional speaker, television and radio talk show host and producer. From 1993 until 2003, he was the first love coach on AOL. He had over 6,000 intimate, detailed and documented discussions from people around the country. He took what he learned about those relationships and began hosting the first of many Love Coach relationship shows, for many years airing to over 3 million Los Angeles households. He is a published author of two books. The first book, Body Traders, Transforming Back from Player to Lover, summarises his experience over those 10 years. And the second book, Her Teen Love Coach, which was written to help any teenager who desires more guidance in their young dating life. This is the Strong, Single and Human podcast. Hi, welcome, the love coach, Bruce Starr. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be doing a show that's based out of Australia. I know, I know. I know. Well, I'm excited to have you on because I'm hoping that I can get some tips for all my listeners and for me. No doubt. And for the and for their kids, basically. Um no doubt. regarding because you know, this relationship mark malarkey, it's a full on roller coaster, is what I'm gonna Oof. call it. Oof. A roller coaster. And you've been doing this for like for forty eight years. I don't really wanna like be putting it out there, but you have been. Yeah. Um and you don't look 48-ish, you don't look that at all. So um, your research must be doing you well. Well, you know, I've been married for 25. I've been together with my wife for 25 years, been married, I think, for 18 now. But, you know, I was, back when I was single, it was, I think, a little more fun to be single. Uh, A lot more social. I say say in in my seminars, the only thing we had to worry about was cooties, right? Whatever, what that, whatever, whatever that is. And, you know, being single in the 70s and the 80s was a lot of fun. I mean, it just was. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really, I wasn't like a lot of other people. I wasn't in a rush to get married. I was too busy having a good time. I went to college in Boston, Massachusetts. Wow. They have 124 colleges and universities. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Every September, all these freshmen would come from all over the the world wanting fun, excitement, and, oh, yeah, a little bit of an education, too. 
Oh, well, you know, that's a side. That's a side thing. <laughs> so, so how did you? Okay, so you went from being a kid who like wanted to have fun, and we were all there. We were all there. Mine was more eighties, nineties, but you know, we were all there with. And it is. It was great. The dating game in the eighties, seventies, eighties, and nineties was great. You went out. You went to dinner, you went out to gigs, you just went out and did stuff, right? There was none of this sitting on an app, swiping left and swiping right and, like, just going on what the picture looked like, which is what a lot of people do, right? So, like, and then you met your lovely wife uh, and you've been married to her all this time, right? But, like, some people would just go, okay, this is, you know, get a job, have some kids, you know. But you then decided, well, I'm going to actually study this and I'm going to become a love coach. How did that come about? So I'll tell you two two ways, two reasons. One, I got my heart broken when I was uh, 18, 19, 20, 21. And uh, a man, if he gets his heart broken, in other words, if she breaks up with him, uh, her parents break up, make you break up, your parents, if it's not your idea, you're screwed. Because... If, when women wonder why certain men are so retarded, it's because if we get our hearts broken, we have nobody to talk to about it. Wow, that's true. I mean, you're not you're not going to see Frank and Joe in a gym, and you're not going to see Frank breaking down and crying tears because his girlfriend broke up with him, and she called me a lousy lover, and you know you're not you're just not going to. Guys aren't going to do that. So they have to keep all their emotions in. Wow. And you know what happens when you keep your emotions in? It doesn't go very well at all. No. It's like a little volcano. Exactly. And who knows when that volcano is going to pop? Most likely at the worst time. So the second reason was when you do get your heart broken, and if you're a, a, a social person like I was, you don't want to sit home and, and cry like a little, you know, like a little baby. You want to go out. Uh, you want to socialize. You want to take part in whatever physical fun there is out there. And I was having a great time, but there was something missing. And what was missing was it seems like the ones that I really wanted to, say, settle down with or get really closer to, they weren't interested. Wow. Yeah. The ones that I didn't care very much about. And, you know, I tried to set them loose. I couldn't, they they were like, uh, like magnets, like glue. And that really bothered me that I couldn't attract the ones I wanted. And number two, I had to hurt somebody that really wanted to be with me. I didn't like any of that. So uh, those two things uh, kind of pushed me into a corner. And I started really looking for uh, information. I started looking, and you know, believe it or not, I started with astrology. And uh, wow. I, 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 astrology. Anything to help me pick up chicks at that point? No, no, no. It, like, you know, we all, we all. We all have our little methods, right? We all do. Women do. Men do. It's all right. I'm not judging. When nobody's here to judge. Thank you. Thank you. 
because I figured out that if I could learn about me, more about me, but if I could learn about you by asking a couple of questions and getting a little bit of inside information, like when's your birthday? My birthday? Yeah. I can tell September. I'm a Libra, right? I'm in love with love, right? All of this is great. This is what we like, right? But we like a balance as well, right? With the scales. So we do like My a balance. My mom was a Libra. Yeah. My mom was a Libra. And there was no way someone was going to pick her. She did the picking. Oh. Is that the same with you? Um, it is, but I'm trying not to, right? I'm trying to mix it up a bit and go, because normally I would do the chasing, right? And I've gone, no, 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 no. The world will throw whoever at me that needs to be thrown at me. So Let, let me clear that up. Okay. You pick who's going to chase you. Oh, well, yeah, but they're normally not very good for me. And so I'm on my own. Well, let, let me explain a little bit. So this, this is a very important thing. Because um, women, and I'm not being uh, whatever, Facetious. I'm not being prejudiced or anything. Women should never chase I men. I agree. That's why I've stopped. Here's why. If, if, if your peeps in Australia want the biggest tip, don't ever chase men. And I'll tell you why. Men, you know who Fred Flintstone is, by yeah. the way? Yeah. World-renowned, Fred. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He picked Wilma. Wilma didn't go chase Fred down. He picked Wilma. And for 10,000 years, that's the way it was. Men looked and looked and looked until they found the one, and then they tried their hardest to pursue them, to get that person and they could take that person once they warmed up to him, they could, because he was, he really had a lot of love for her, he would take her home to mom and dad. But if a girl chases a man, he's going to just kind of look around and say, well, if she's cute, I'll let her chase me and then we can have a physical relationship, but mentally, there's no love. There. Yeah, you mentally haven't got there's no love. So if women wonder, oh, women should be able to chase men. Okay, listen, God bless you. Uh, good luck with that. Let me know how it turns out. But it's not going to turn out because it's ingrained in us for ten thousand years that the man is the masculine, assertive one. Not any better or more powerful than a female. Actually, the female has much more power than anybody gives credit to because she says yes or no. The man, she can have a hundred guys going after her. She's going to go that one. And if you're not that one, you're not getting her. No. So, no. Well, we only have to look in nature, don't we? That's right. Look in nature. It's the female that sits there and the males are all strutting around. We do it the wrong way around, it's, don't we? Us humans are doing it the wrong way around. All the females are out there on Insta in their bikinis and doing all the stuff that they need to do and strutting around, right? And actually you go, no, no, no. It should be the other way around. Nature is telling us, ladies, sit back. Let the men come right. to you. But here's the big problem. 
women have become so aggressive and masculine because they had to mm. get that way for work. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. And most people don't have a problem with that, but it doesn't work in relationships as hard as they want it to work. And I could do a whole week really? seminar, a whole weekend seminar explaining it from head to toe. But I told, I said right away, I said, he's not going to want to take you home to mom and dad if you're the one that chased him down. Because you weren't his choice. Bless you. Truth. You weren't his choice. He'll accept. You know, some men had to become feminine and receptive. If they want to get anything at all, they have to become feminine and receptive and they pick and choose which woman is sexy enough, pretty enough. And it's a problem because men don't know what to do. We did something for 10,000 years. Now you want us to be different. You don't want us to be masculine. You don't want us to be assertive. You don't want us to chase you down because you get scared. You want to be in control. And it's a mess. The men have no idea what to do now. I'm so glad I'm not dating now. I, I, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> Uh, well, I have to agree with you, right? And look, and um, I'm all for women's rights and getting out there. I work full time. I'm in the corporate environment. I see and deal with and have done for many years, even before my son, um, all of the egos that are there, female and male egos that um, that are just out there battling away um, with each other. And I do, I've got to say, I feel sorry for men because us women have gone, no, we want equal rights I'm all for equal pay. We want equal rights and we want this, that, and the other. Um, but we also want you to take us out to dinner and wine and dine us and do X, Y, and Z. And look, and some women go, well, I don't want that. I actually am quite happy, you know, paying for myself and being in control of myself, and that's fine. But I do see a lot of mixed messages coming from the women I know in my life maybe I would know the wrong women, but the women I know in my life who go, oh, no, 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 hang on. I want the presence. I want the Valentine's Day. I want the birthday. I want the attention. I want X, Y, and Z. Um, and, but they also want to be, you know, masculine as well and be in control and earn their own money and do, and, you know, and let's not go back to the 50s, right, where we needed a husband to sign for us to get a bank account, right? Let's not walk back there, right? right? Let's let's give women rights. But yeah, I can understand why it's confusing for blokes. Yeah. Really can. And, we have to help help you. And 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 women who are saying to themselves, I don't like what he's saying. I don't believe what he's saying. I don't like what he's saying. And I'm gonna keep on doing what, what I'm doing. Here's what happens. When the woman picks the man, she picks an, a sexually available man, a laid back one, because she's become the man. She wants sex when she wants it. She wants to be laid. She wants him to be available the same way the man used to hope that the woman was available. So when she picks the man and she has this available guy and he's there for her, he's not very aggressive or assertive. He's feminine and receptive, right? So about six months down the line, 
she says to herself, to him, what's with you? Why are you such a lazy son of a bee? Why don't you get out there and get a great job? What is the matter with you? All of a sudden, like you said, she's bored with what's been going on because that's not really in her DNA to be the guy and to be the man. So she starts coming around and saying, go out and get a job. What's why you're so lazy? Honey, this is what you liked about me. I was available. Now you want me, mm. now you want to change everything? So it's a mess. And even when the woman thinks she has it figured out, she gets to have her man, available man, she gets to have her sex, and it still doesn't work out. I know, I know. And it's quite funny with you actually just saying that, it put me back in my memory of um, a time where with one of my ex-boyfriends, I would come home and they would go, oh, what do you want for dinner? What do you?" And they would bombard me with a whole load of questions, right? And I'd just spend a whole day managing like a multi-million dollar project or whatever. And I came back and went, can you not just make that decision yourself? Can you not just not ask me? I don't care what we have for dinner. I don't care what, like, just go away and make that decision. And like you said, right, I chose that person, right? So they're looking to me to pull on those trousers and make that decision. And I'm sitting there, confused woman, going, well, I thought this was a partnership, but I thought you could make decisions too. But, you know, that's the situation. So, wow. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I've just pulled apart my relationship. But no, but it, yeah. Once you realise it, you don't have to keep doing the same thing. You can stop doing that. Now, a woman, all women come up to me at my seminars all the time and say, if I don't go up to a man, he's never going to get come up to me. I said, well, that's not true because let me teach you two things that if the man is available, if he's straight, if you want a man, uh, if he's not, if he's not married, if, if, if he's available, all you have to do is two things. I remember when I was in my college uh, bar, there was a girl all the way across the room. She had beautiful, twinkly, hazel, gold, green eyes. And she was looking at me from across the room. And when she looked, she did something else. She smiled at me. Ah. He smiled at me. So what did she do? She made eye contact with me. And when I looked at her, she didn't make the mistake that everybody does and looks away, looks down. Oh, I don't want to look available. I'm going to look down. I don't want him to think I'm. Oh. No, don't do that. That's game playing. Don't do that. Dare to look back at him and then smile with approval. Okay, Any man. But does that work for men, right? Because there might be single dads on here as well, right? Who would go in? Absolutely. How do I? How do I play this one, right? Any man who's worth anything, if you smile at him and have eye contact with him, you're telling him it's safe for him to come over to you. You're not going to diss him. You're not going to embarrass him in front of his friends, maybe, and that you're creating a safe lane 
to meet each other. It's, the women is totally in charge. Why they want equality, why they want to bring themselves down to us, I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> well, we do in and, certain areas, right? But in other ones, obviously we don't. But yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So just, all it is, is just looking and having a smart seed. There we go. Right, ladies. That's what you need to do. Well, however, 10,000 years. 10,000 years. But Bruce, however, I'm going to say, right, t times have changed, right? How do we do all of this smiling and welcoming, inviting stuff nowadays when it's all on apps? Get off the apps. Well, I look, I agree with you. I hate, I've not been on an app for four years. Mind you, that might be why I'm single, but I hate the apps. I think they're horrendous. What are the problems I'm going to give apps? you a doozy of an idea. Okay. Oh, my God. A doozy. Are you listening out there, everybody? If you're a woman and you want to meet a good man, I would get out a piece of paper and write down who this man is. What does he look like? What does he sound like? What does he smell like? How tall is he? What's his weight like? What does he like to do? What are his hobbies? What does he do in his spare time? Where would you find a man like this? So let's make it super easy. He likes boating. He likes fishing. He likes golfing. What should you do to meet somebody like that? If you want to meet a golfer, you want to meet someone who goes out on a boat, go there. Yeah. Get a job at a boat company, at a yacht company, part-time. And all the men are going to flood in there looking for boats. Oh, men with boats. Woohoo! Yeah. Get out there. When, Get off the when, apps. When, when men, screw the apps. When men see a woman on a golf course, they lose it. They're lucky they don't wet their pants and they have to go and, and, and clean themselves. They love seeing a woman on a golf course trying her best and in, in her outfit. Go where they are. Wow. Well, you're right. You're so right. But then I said, and then you've just got to do your smiling looking thing and then you should be in there. Well, if there's, if they're single, let's put it that way. That's and right. I, you have to be, listen, you have to ask questions. You have to find out because a lot of, there's a lot of married men that are looking for some stuff on the side. Yeah, that's true. I understand true. that, uh, you know, I understand why they're doing it, but you need to ask the questions because listen, men who look really calm and together, they're usually married. <laughs> Women who look really together and really dress nice, they don't dress like, woo, you know, all this kind they're, they're usually well taken care of and married. So they're the most attractive people. So you have to be careful that um, you have to ask questions pretty soon into it because the longer you're with them, days, weeks, months, and you forget to ask the questions, you're gonna get you're gonna get connected to them. And you don't want to do that if they're gonna all of a sudden you're gonna find out that they're married. Well, I yeah, I look, I've been involved both sides of the fence and everyone gets hurt. In in those extramarital situations, everyone gets hurt. The wife gets hurt, the man gets hurt. 
the you know the lover gets hurt the children gets hurt everyone gets hurt it is a and i and i'm like you right i understand why they happen right i understand why it happens however i sort of go if the people who were actually having those extramarital affairs actually focused more on their relationship and on themselves then potentially maybe they wouldn't go down that avenue it is a hard thing to do right because we've all got baggage and we've all got a blueprint that you know we've been brought up with and we've dealt with and our lives are colored in the journey that we go on um and there's shit that we're having to deal with that we can't maybe deal with in an effective manner and doing stuff like that is potentially not the effective way that you want to deal with it but i understand how it goes i understand really you know, but- when you're young when you're young and you don't get married for the right reasons you force it your parents think you should get married. Or her parents think you should get married. Your uncle, your friend, oh, you should be married. And it's it's time. You're 22. It's time. And so if that is not the person of your life, you're going to get married and you'll have an okay relationship, but it's a little bit like stale bread a little bit. Um, your heart's not, you know, pumping at all. And uh, it's just not great. It's good. But when you're young and in your 20s and 30s, it should really be some little bit of heart pounding stuff. It should be, you know, really cool. What happens is when you get into your 30s and you're married and you really don't have the right mate and you meet someone Mm. and there's an explosion between you that you never had before. I understand the draw of a married man wanting to be with a, a married woman or whatever. The, Vice versa. You know, it's- I, I, I understand that. But still, like you said, it rarely ends well. No, 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 no. And, and, and yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and like you said. And the, woman, and the woman has to watch it that she's not falling in love with the guy because he's a challenge to win over. He's not available. Oh, I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to be the sexiest. I'm going to be the pretty. I'm going to take him away from his wife. He's going to want to be with me. You have to really, you hear any love there, by the way? Sorry. There's no love what I just said. There's no, no. love. No, no, no. No. It's a challenge. It's an exciting challenge to win him over and take him away from his wife. Well, and also, right, you have to not get into the mindset of, oh, well, she doesn't treat him right and I'm going to treat him better, right? I, I'm going to, because that's rubbish, right, to start with, right? He's not treating either of the women. And, and, and let's, right, and I'm going to say this, right, let's not put it just down to a bloke, right? Because, like, at the end of the day, right, there are women out there who are having affairs too, right? So she's not treating either guy, right as well right so um let's not just put it on the blokes i hate to just put it on the blokes and go oh he's a horrible horrible person so it's, it's like a mistake the person who's having the affair right is is not being true to the person they're having the affair with uh or their partner their wife husband you know whatever um so yeah no i agree i agree oh crikey well well that- it's difficult it's difficult in every single way you look at it. Should I get a divorce? Should I stay together? Should I stay there for the kids? I don't love my wife. I don't love my husband. I should get it. It's 
it's and it starts by getting married. Possibly you didn't wait. You were pushed. You you were pushed into it. You were in a rush to get out of the house. It, it all starts with getting married for the wrong reasons and having kids too quickly, too. But we're not saying that relationship is easy either, right? So if you are with the right person, it ain't. It's a roller coaster, right? There are things that happen sure. in our lives: Absolutely. death, loss of jobs, challenges that happen in our lives that will affect the relationship. It's just how you deal with it and work together as a team to support one another that means that you're in a loving relationship or you're in a destructive relationship. You know, it's your it's it's our only job. We don't like you just said. We don't know what's going to happen no. to us. We don't we can't we can't guess. Our only job is to react to everything that happens to us in a way that will help us, in a way that will help us grow, in a way that will build our character. That's our only job is to take what happens to us and look at it in a neutral kind of way so that you can say how can I make the best of this? Well, how how can I learn from this? How what are you know yeah. mistakes are our friends, as my son keeps telling me. But um, that's right. So, so my biggest concern, right? And I was having a conversation with my son this morning, right? Because my biggest concern is I'm a single mum. I've been a single mum since he was two, right? And he's now seven. So he has certain views. He's starting to form certain views on relationships how you get pregnant, which is kissing, which I'm like, oh, buddy, you've got a lot to learn, but that's okay. We'll get to that point. Um, and and things like that, right? But I'm, I'm a single mum and I don't, and I'm doing the men come to me thing. I'm not going to go and search for men, right? I'm not on apps and not, so I'm not in a relationship that I can demonstrate to my son how what what a normal what a normal relationship is so um how do single parents how do single parents educate their children so that their children don't you know have a loving relationship and not actually um a relationship where they're like constantly going from one failed marriage to another one to another one that's a, that's an excellent question and that's why I wrote one of the books that I just recently published. You know, they say over 50% of all marriages end in divorce. Yeah. It's, 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 it's sad. And the problem is, is that if there's not two parents to guide and counsel that child, that parent who's raising that child probably has to work two or three jobs just to, to pay the rent and put food on the table and the roof over their head. So where does that leave the child? And I wrote a book uh, that is like a, like a, like a manual, like a pamphlet. It's a, it's a fiction about a young girl, 13 years old, who likes to go to the park and feed birds. And one day she sees this guy feeding birds and, Weeks later, nothing weird going on. Weeks later, I'm glad you said they that. start talking. Everybody thinks weird stuff goes weird on eye. at a park with a guy and a, and a little girl. Yeah. Not this time. 
she's, she's, would you like some bread? Okay. And one time she asked him a question and she's kind of blown away by the answer. She said to herself, this guy talked to me for 10 minutes and I learned more about life than I ever learned before. So over the next five years, she meets him at the park all the time, especially when she has questions about being 13, 14, dating, anything, that, any question that she has, she goes to the park and miraculously he's there a lot. And for five years, he answers every single question that she can't go anyplace else to ask. Wow. Mom's not around. She's working two jobs. She don't know her father. Yeah. So I wrote this book to help any teen. Uh, you know, the fun, I'm a little hesitant because I'm changing the title. Oh, it okay. was called Her Teen Love Coach. Her Teen Love Coach. She meets this love coach. But I'm changing it to the, the character in the book. Is uh, Her name is Jensi. Oh, okay. And it's Jensi's Initiation into life oh okay cool that's what i'm renaming it now and it's it, i think a million people are going to eventually read it and listen to it on audio or whatever because they get every answer that they could possibly think of to help them through a treacherous time in their life especially when there's no parents where do yeah. they go street people uh people that know less than them where do they go well, now they'll have a place to go and they can find my books on Amazon with my name, Bruce Starr, S-T-A-R-R. -R. And you'll I'm going to change everything within the next week or so. Who knows? I hope that this show lives on forever. But go to Amazon and put in Bruce Starr, S-T-A-R-R, -R, and you'll find those books. Yes, no, definitely, definitely. And yes, I hope this lives forever. But we just don't know. Life Life has funny ways of turning. But, yeah, okay, so, like, is this book just for girls, though? Because Jancy sounds like a girl's name. This is a girl, isn't it, in the book? It's kind of neutral, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, and, it and is. So, yeah, it is. But a boy, by reading this book, is going to learn how a girl thinks. Well, that's fair enough. So it should be an education for boys as well. And like, Absolutely. and it's a so it's a it's a story basically. It's not like yes, it's a fiction. It's not like one of these self help books. It's a it's a story that you would read through and you get the answers. So it's not like somebody would go, "Oh, you reading that self help book about sex no, or whatever." No. But it's it's wrapped around a magical guy who has seems to have a, every answer that she can uh, ask a question to. Well, it's almost like Jancy's got a guardian angel that's in the park that, uh, oh, did I just give something away? <laughs> um, no, like, but it, but it's, but that's, well, God, I wish I had somebody like that. They might actually help me out with some of the decisions I have to make in my life. Um, so what, like, subjects, does it cover off? Give us some examples of subjects that it covers off. Cause it's that like, I don't know. I'm not a teenager anymore. Like I had a lot of questions when I was a teenager, but I didn't have a book to read. She knew nothing about dating. She sees all of her girlfriends, maybe not gangsters, but girls that hang around together and they're, you know, they're 14 and 
13 and 14, and they're already mixing it up. And she's going, what are, what are they doing? Uh, why can't I get a boyfriend? Uh, what am I doing wrong? Uh, do I want a boyfriend at 13 or 14? So it, it really, it's, you know, it answers so many questions. I can barely think of any now, but when, when she complains to him about why don't boys know like me? It's just it's not that they don't like you. You know what you could do to really help boys like you? When you find somebody that you think is kind of cute, why don't you uh look at them in the eye? Smile. And smile. Because and don't look away. Don't look down. We went through this already. Yeah. Be willing to smile at them for three, four, five seconds. No way. You just gotta smile at some guy for three or four or five seconds. Are you kidding? And and then you want me to look at him? No. Uh-uh. But it, no way. But it happens so often, doesn't it? I even I do it. Sometimes I'll I'll see someone, I go, oh, quite like them, but like I get all coy. I'm the most outwardly facing person you'll probably meet, right? But I get all coy and I shut up and I clam up and I get all like, oh, which is and rubbish. You look the other way. You look down any place but at him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's right. It's right. Never going to get anyone that way, are you? So um, what does it cover off sex and things like that as well? Does it get into the nitty gritty of things? Okay. No. Okay. Because I want this book to be in every school in the world. That's fair enough. And it in the middle of the book, she gets mad at him because she thinks that he doesn't want her to have any fun. Because he keeps saying, you know, just wait for the right guy and, you know, don't go after him. And, oh, my girlfriends are doing it. No, just take it easy. And so she finally gets mad at him and says, I'm not listening to him. He doesn't want me to have any fun. So she sees a guy at the school cafeteria and uh, when she, when he walks by, he says hello to her. Him, he, she says hello to him. And, uh, and then she says, uh, 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 would you like to go out sometime? And she, he looks, at, looks her over, looks her up and down. Yeah, okay, sure. And they meet at the local hamburger place. He's a half hour late. Oh, my God. That's a no-no. Red flag. When somebody is really into somebody, they're there five or ten minutes early. They're not there a half hour late. So they, uh, he says, come on, hop in the car. I want to show you someplace really cool. He takes her up to a, a necking place overlooking the city, and he kind of tries it on. Jumps on her because... He, he, he doesn't know how inexperienced she is. And I remember, you know, she's saying, oh, my God, I can barely breathe. He's sticking his tongue down my throat and, and he pushes him away. And he looks at her and says, what's, a, what, what, what's the matter with you? What's your problem? No, nothing. I, I just, no, I, I'm fine. I'm okay, good. And he leaps at her again, oh kissing her, and she has to push him away. And he says, what are you, some kind of lunatic? Uh, I thought you wanted this. I wanted this? Yeah, you said hello to me. Because that's the signal. Yeah. When you say hello to a guy 
you're not just saying hello to someone you don't want. You're saying hello to someone you do want, and he knows it's going to be easy. You don't have to work. Yeah. You've already done all the work. Yeah. So she has to deal with being with a guy a couple of years older than her who tries to take advantage of her. You have to read the book to find out what happened. So it's more like it's more about educating um teens about dealing with relationships and not putting themselves into situations which potentially could turn into all of these cases that we see going up to court where somebody said no but somebody said well I thought you said yes and all of those things um and it actually is educating people regarding well hang on a minute just be aware of what you're doing and yes. and how it can be misinterpreted and how um and how a healthy relationship is formed a different way exactly and here is the big catch to this whole thing if you want to get intimate too young in life you're 13 you're 14 oh my god everybody thinks they the want to think about that artist, most sophisticated thing at 13 or 14, you know, we know, we know better, but they don't, they think they, yeah. you know, well, they know what I'm at 13, 14, you want to be an adult, right? You believe and feel like you want what people who have left school want have got, right? They've got cars, they go out, they've got their freedom. So you're sort of trying to find who you are at that age, but having sex isn't going to find who you are. It's just, a bit grunty and messy and yeah and you'll find that all out later so don't worry about it but yeah like you you want to have a drink you want to smoke you want to you know vaping is the new blooming black at the moment over here which is horrendous but that's what you want to do because you want to be more adult so here's the problem if he hurts you if he rejects you you started liking him he rejects you when you're 14, 15, 16, you're offering your whole heart. You're offering a full pie, what I call a full apple pie. Here's my apple pie. Here, take it all, because I love you. I trust you. If you get your heart broken, like we talked about in the beginning of the show, what's going to happen to the next guy? How much of that pie are you going to offer to the next guy? F, less. And if you get your heart broken again, you're down to offering a sliver of yourself to that person later on, whether it's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. And when you offer a sliver of yourself, that's all you're going to get back. And that's when people go on the internet, they're offering a sliver of themselves and they're hoping that there's somebody out there with a full pie and, it 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 just doesn't work. So if you don't get it right when you're younger, you're gonna go into your adult relationships with a broken heart. That's gonna be hard to mend. So that's why I say don't look to get intimate too young in life because there's too much opportunity to break your heart in a way that can't get mended. Mm. And then when you're an adult, which would be more of an appropriate time. You're already offering a sliver of your pie. Yeah. Yeah. And only getting one back because you're attracting that sort of similar person, I suppose. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's interesting. It's interesting. Is this something, is this book something that can help parents as well? Absolutely. It's for everybody. It's for everybody to help understand what the heck is going on now and how to deal. What does that child need? I mean, it really is for everybody. You know, it's a great, great question. It's for everyone to read. Uh, Just to give insight, because because you're right, like at the end of the day, um, there may be aspects in a broken home, broken relationship um, that are missing, that the book may, for the parents, be able to absolutely. educate them. It may break their cycle because I know, I know um, people say, oh, why do I keep attracting these type of people? It's because the cycle is still continuing to run and it needs to be You're broken. You're attracted to them. Yeah. You're attracted to them. You said yes time after time to that same kind of person and no to the guy that's not so interesting and doesn't dance as well, doesn't smell as good, doesn't dress as well, doesn't have a fancy car. You know, that's the problem. Exactly. Exactly. You're looking at the wrong things, basically. And that's what the book deals yeah. with. Yeah. And my second book is one. It, yes. Oh. It is one for adults. It used to be called Body Traders. What is a body trader? So if you get your heart broken when you're a teen. I love this title. And you stop looking for love, like we've been talking about. You look for uh, sexuality. You look for uh, the job he has, job she has, uh, how rich, uh, how big the breasts are, uh, how big whatever else is, and you're looking for all these superficial things because you're no longer leading with your heart. You're leading with your mind and your eyes. eyes, And it's it gets very different. So you be so it becomes, I'm a guy. If you have enough of what I want, pretty, sexy, I'll give you what I have. Maybe some money some security. In the old days, that used to be called horse trading. I call it body trading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. And the title of your book is, oh, I'm trying to think what it's called. It's transforming back from a player, from to, player lover, to lover, which I think is great because we all yeah. know what a player is. Like even, yeah. even the kids around nowadays are going, oh, player this, player that. We all know what that is. They still want them, though. They still want them. They have to realize why it doesn't work out. You got to understand also, like, why you're attracted to a player, right? Because it's like, is it status? Is it your ego? Is it like, you know, who knows, right? And it's, you know, women don't get cool players. It's very bizarre. We don't get cool players. We need to, you know, we need to play up the women because there are women who do play situations as well i think we call them gold they're just more i don't know just more subtle. i'm not sure i'm probably offending it's a lot just, of people now it's just more subtle it's not as obvious but yes. if if you're pro if you're uh going forward with a, a broken heart and you're only in your head in relationships you're a body trader you're a lost soul and that's the new title lost soul's guide to love Transforming back from player to lover. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, well, 
well, we can unpack that a little bit as well, right? So, like, how do you do that? Is it about retraining your brain? It's retraining your brain. You have to stop dating. Well, well, I have. Not that I was a player. No. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You have to stop dating and then do things like take yoga classes, learn how to meditate, go where other spiritual people are, meditation classes, astrology classes, wherever they are, you go without looking. Because you have to take the time to heal your heart. You have to raise your vibration. When you get your heart broken, your vibration's way down here. And you're looking for all the wrong things. You have to raise your vibration. You know the chakras. I don't know if you know that term or not. Okay. So you have the heart chakra. You have the throat chakra, communication. You know, you have the third eye, which helps you see things that are not so obvious. And then you have the crown chakra, which is literally opening up your crown chakra to higher consciousness. So these are the things that have to develop in you for you to raise your vibrations. The Beach Boys had a great song, Good Vibrations, right? Uh, If you're uh, angry, bitter, distrusting, you don't have good vibrations. So you have to work your way back up and you have to be wherever you're flying. You want to fly where the people are, where you want to find them. Yeah. If you're, if you've got bad vibes down here, you know, you could be flying all day long and nothing's going to happen. Yeah. So you have to get yourself up to this area here where they're flying and then you can meet each other. Yeah, like it's quite interesting because there's a lot of people who come out of relationships who dive straight on the apps and straight into trying to find somebody else, right? And I go, just take a step back, breathe, people. Take a step back, breathe, and give yourself some time because you're healing through all of the – even if you're the one who finished the relationship and said, right, I want out, there's still some healing that needs to go on. And – do you want to attract the same sort of person again, or do you actually want to learn more about yourself and heal? And like- Everybody knows it's wrong. Yeah. Everybody knows it's yeah. wrong, but we do it anyway. Yeah, and also I sit there and I go, depends how much healing you've got to do as to how long it takes, right? I've been single for four years. I'm very happy at being single for four years. Maybe I've got another couple of years to go. Who knows? But it's I feel comfortable now after four years of being in that self-destructive cycle. So, yeah, but you don't know. It could be two years. Depends how much you've got to learn. Your lessons you've got to you learn. Have a, you have a very nice vibe. Thank you. You're, it's, it's obvious you're doing the work. For you to be open and interested in the things that I'm talking about means you're already very well healed. And it's not like I need another two years. Not at all. I'm going to give you some homework. Oh, my God. I don't know how many men you get to meet, but. Loads, because that's my job. Mind you, I'm stuck at home at the moment, thanks to COVID, but that's okay. When you go out, when you go out, practice smiling at somebody. Okay. Even if they're not to catch me out. You know what that is? Yeah, catch me out. Dogs. we (laughs) We would say in the UK, the uh, dog's nuts. 
or the like, you know, the mutts nuts. That's what we would say. The mutts nuts. Sorry, that's what we say. <laughs> I think the cat's meow is a bit better, but we would say the dog. You know, practice on that person. Practice on people. Smile. Crikey. Make eye contact with people. So, because you're ready. Let me tell you something. You're a great looking lady. I mean, you're smart, you're intelligent, you have it all. Don't limit yourself anymore. Uh, you're not going to make the same mistakes that you made five and 10 years ago. You know better. I know. I know. And you got me as your relationship I coach. I love you. You can call on me anytime. Oh, my God. You don't want anyone... to put that offer out there. You don't want to put that offer out there. <laughs> any one of your any one of your viewers you want to get in touch with me and spend 15 minutes with me on a zoom call oh wow you just my email is love coach l-u-v coach one l-u-v coach one at gmail.com you tell me you were listening to our show and i will gladly talk to you absolutely for free oh my god for 15 minutes to let you know how valuable it is to have a coach on your side before you go out, when you first meet, so you don't say and do stupid things, and a little bit later on so that you can find out what you have to do to keep the guy. That's what the book was about. That's Jensi. Jensi was, well, what do you do once you meet him? Well, okay, so he went through that in the book. Wow. Wow. Well, look, Bruce, it's been a pleasure having you on here. Thank you so much. Um, is there a website that they people can go to as well to like, so yes. you've given out your email address, which is like, thank you for that. Um, but yeah. can people like find out a little bit more about you online as well? I mean, the books are Absolutely. on Amazon, but where else can we find you? My website is The Open Heart Movement, T-H-E-Z-E openheartmovement.com and my videos are all over YouTube. Yeah. You can find some of them on my website. I have literally hundreds of videos out there and all sorts of different subjects to help anyone. But I really want people to start thinking if you're stuck and you want love in your life, don't even think twice about reaching out to a love coach, either me or somebody like me to get you from down here up to here so you have a chance change. to have some happiness and goodness in your life. Change your vibrations. That's what it is. It's all about changing your vibrations, taking a step back, taking a deep breath, giving yourself a bit of time, changing your vibrations, and then you'll attract in who you want to attract in, not the losers. Well, let's hope not the losers. Um, look, You'll be able to tell the difference yes. from now on. Yeah, and maybe that's why I've been single, because I've been working my way through the losers. Who knows? But it's all good. All good. Look, Bruce, thank you again. Uh, I have one final question for you, um, yes, and it can't be your own books, right? So that's what I'm going to say. That gives you a clue as to what the question is. What book would you recommend for my listeners and why? apart from obviously your your two books, but after they've read your two books, what book would you recommend and why? There's a lady named Dr. Pat Allen. It's a lady. She's uh, maybe she might even be close to 90 now. Wow. Dr. Pat Allen would come to Los Angeles once a week and speak at a, at a movie house, and it would be filled with show people, actors, actresses, uh, producers, directors, casting directors, 
who all bought the thought, if I get rich and famous, I can have anybody I want. And they had nobody. Wow. They were alone and lonely. So Dr. Pat Allen wrote a book called Getting to I Do. Wow. And you'll learn. I, she was my mentor. She was my teacher. I used to go see her all the time when I lived out in Los Angeles. I'm in South Florida now. But I can work with anybody anywhere in the world over Zoom. It's very, very yeah, easy. No, that's Don't, the joys of Zoom. The joys of the internet. That's now. right. Right. Give you give, give you that a boost of self-esteem and say, I deserve love. I deserve to have relationships. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Wow. Thank you for that. Thank you. So look, I'm going to let you get on with your day, but thanks ever so much thank for coming on board and talking my to my listeners. My pleasure. my pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast or for links, resources and show notes go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin, and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.